and I could very clearly feel like someone had sat down on the bed next to me. My one sister, Teresa, come literally floating down the stairs. She never touched those stairs coming down. One night we went downstairs, we heard a bang like something had fallen. Several doors in the kitchen cabinets were open, like wide open. But there's very distinct audio on one of the uh, videos that says, open the door. It's a very nasty, demonic sounding voice. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF. This is the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. I'm Rebecca Black. So first and foremost, I just want to remind everybody that we have a website. We do. It's hauntedaf.com, and we put everything there. So if you're listening to past episodes and we're talking about a video Mm -hmm. or something, please just go to the website. And then we have stuff on there that we aren't even talking about. Look, there it is. Oh, Haunted AF. Okay, and make note of that Haunted AF blog. That's where you want to click because that's where we're posting lots of stuff and sometimes there will be things that we didn't even talk about on the podcast like haunted places that you could go and stay at Airbnbs that you can rent there are allegedly haunted so definitely subscribe to and check out the website hauntedaf.com want to thank everybody for coming out to these scary (gasps) stories to tell in the dark screening the other night that was really really fun and uh, I had three t-shirts that I made and gave away which I think is amazing that Uh, you made them I made them I'm so excited I'm like proud proud of you. Well, I'm glad because I actually brought one for you. <gasps> Yay! No, listen, oh. you have to know these are terrible. <laughs> These are the worst Yours homemade t-shirts ever. I made a gray one for you because I wanted to see what Aww. they... My kid said, it looks like you printed it out and then taped it to the shirt. I'm like, that's pretty much what I did. That's me <laughs> with an iron in my bathroom. I'm so proud. Look at you getting all crafty. <laughs> well, I figure maybe one of these days... We're actually we're... going to follow through with the t-shirt We're thing. good. We're definitely going to do that. Like, we know what to do. We just haven't gotten to that point yet. I'm hoping that we have that done before season Thank three. You. Like, hopefully... You're welcome. I'm so excited. Um... <laughs> It's really bad. Like you I don't laugh, but I will wear the crap out of it. It looks a little better on the picture, and I made a black one too. So if you want to trade off, we can definitely trade off. But I told the people that I gave these to, and I was trying to give them to real like haunted AF fans. Yeah, and then I ended up just kind of throwing them out into the audience because you know you're like, who's a fan? And they all raise their hand. You're like, liars. <laughs> okay, you are. Yeah, I can't be like, oh no, you're not. You know. So anyhow, Prove I ended it. up. I ended up giving them. You know, you all done away. A quiz. You should have given them a haunted AF quiz. I they couldn't answer questions and. You know how that Bye. is, though, when you get in front of a large group of people and I you're know, like, you panic. Yeah, I'm going to do different. something, yep. and then you just it, you wing it. Crap the yep. bed, essentially. Yep. I know so how that goes. That's what I did with those. But we are going <laughs> to get legit you. ones made at some point so everybody can it. have a Haunted AF t-shirt. Also, I want to say a big thank you to Wahinio Derbez from Dora and the Lost City of Gold, our first celebrity interview. Ghostish story. Ghostish story. <laughs> he hasn't actually seen a ghost, but he was real cute when he told us he that. He was hopeful that one day in his future, that he will see one. But more importantly, he was on the podcast. Yes. Which he's the only celebrity who has agreed to be on mm-hmm. the podcast mm-hmm. who's like an international celebrity. Right. We've had lots of local celebs, but he's a, a big damn deal. Yeah. yeah. So go see his movie. It's Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Let's see. We have already got somebody on the phone. Andrea, are you there? Yes, ma'am. Well, we're so excited to have you. And you wrote to us just a, like, I guess a month or so mm-hmm. ago. And you had a really cool story. So please just share it with us. So this is actually my mom's story. They went up to uh, Baker City, Oregon. Mm -hmm. There is a super haunted hotel called the Geyser Grand. 
and they decided to just go up there for the day and ended up on a tour there. Not exactly sure how, but you know. Cool <laughs> you know, why not? Why, why not? not? I would have done it. Same. So they get in there and they go through all the history, start going through like all of the different rooms. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, they say, hey, you guys can go ahead and just go dilly dally off on your own. Just don't get lost because it's a huge building. And my mom said it was super cool and super weird the whole time. Like she just felt heavy. Like the energy and the history mm-hmm. in that place was just like super tangible. Like you could just feel it in the air. Mm-hmm. And she said by the time that they were done, it was 10 p.m. They went in there at 1 so what? she had somehow lost nine hours. Did she feel like she had been there for nine hours? No. She said that she literally thought that they were there for an hour or two. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. She said, I try to remember like what took so long. Like I have these holes in my memory, so I'm not exactly <gasps> sure what happened. I remember walking through the halls. I remember looking through the ballroom and through like the huge community dining room. And she's like, I remember all of that, but I don't remember what would have took nine hours of my time. Oh, that's Yeah, awesome. because I mean, just think about just going through any other normal house. Mm-hmm. Like it's a five minute thing and you're good to go. No, even when we took yeah. the, the haunted tour at the Crescent Hotel in yeah. Eureka Springs, that was maybe two hours long. And that was the entire hotel and down into the morgue. Right. Maybe she should go through like to a hypnotist or something and see if she can like <gasps> uncover those. Oh, that's a really memories good memories or oh. something. I don't know. Like That's a good idea actually. Yeah, if yeah, she does mention do. that and she decides to do it, you have to keep us posted on that, okay? Of course. Thank you guys so much. So we actually got one of those anonymous uh, stories this week. I love it. I, I love it when people don't want to give their name. Right. And especially like I like reading his name and his email address. I'm uh-huh. like, ooh, this guy's important. So that's why we can't <laughs> use his name. But he sent in a story called Monster Boys. I want you to read this one. I love the title already. Mm-hmm. Okay. He says, my family lived in Richardson near Crowley Park for about four, four or five years. My daughters, who were born while we lived there, both seemed to see things that we couldn't. Mm-hmm. Our oldest occasionally would talk about monster boy in her room. She wasn't scared of him. How are you not scared of monster boy? That's, I don't know. I, oh my gosh. So she wasn't scared of him, but she talked about him until we moved. Our youngest who could talk but couldn't say much before we moved would occasionally point over my shoulder and say, who dat? <laughs> and nobody else is around. And not like a cute no, New no, Orleans no, like, who dat. Who dat? Who dat? <laughs> so I worked from home during that time. My office was upstairs next to the girl's room, but honestly I worked in other places in the house because I would get these weird feelings mm-hmm. up there. When Whenever I was up there, I could hear electronic toys talk when nobody else was at home. If I was upstairs, the toys downstairs would start making sounds. And if I was downstairs, the toys upstairs would start making sounds. The creepiest was a cash register that would say in a British accent, you know where this is going. (laughs) Thank you. Please come again. (laughs) Hello, governor. Sorry, I love a British accent. A really bad British accent. But if it's coming from a toy I know. Thank you. Please come again, sir. Come again? Oh, my God. (laughs) Since we moved, the toys will work, but no more noises unless someone is actually playing with them. This is exactly what happened to Garrett. I know. Yep. Was Garrett episode one? Yes. Yes. Episode one, same thing. With the toys in the other room would just go off all the time. And there were toys that needed to be wound, that were manual. And uh, And they would still go. uh, Yeah, that's the thing about it is when they're the non-battery operated toys. So something or someone has to physically be touching it. Press a button. And same thing when they moved, all of that stuff stopped. Oh, God, that's crazy. And the toys still worked. Oh, I love it, though. That was so good. It really makes me wonder about the Furbies that we had. 
that would just in the middle of the night, like two o'clock in the morning, just, just start go that. Off. Bah, 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 bah. Well, even like in the Teletubbies, did the same thing. Yeah, and you like oh, and Teletubbies are creepy on their own. I was anyway. gonna say so Furby. All of those toys are haunted without even being legitimately haunted. They're just messed up. And, like they decided they were gonna bring back like the Teddy Ruxpin from the eighties, which I always thought was giving some sort of satanic subliminal messages. Remember Teddy Ruxpin the bear? Yeah, yeah, With I the do. Tape in its butt and it would say weird things. You know what was worse than that to me was the Snuggle Bear. You remember Snuggle Bear? With the downy Snuggle Bear? Yes. Yes. Okay, my college roommate had one of those things. She had a stuffed animal, and it scared the shit out of me. And I woke up one night, and literally the Snuggle Bear was like right over my face. She was laying on the floor, (laughs) holding it up. And I said, how long? First, I screamed, you know. one, the meanest friends and the meanest family members, because they all torture you with something scary. (laughs) I do. But it's like, how? I really don't know how long she had been laying there on the floor with the Snuggle Bear. Just waiting for you to wake up. Yep. Hello. Hi, is this Kimberly King Parsons? This is she. Hi, Kimberly. This is Julie and Rebecca with Haunted AF. How are you? I am doing very well. How are you? We are great. We're just sitting here kind of going over some information about you. So Kimberly King Parsons is an author. She wrote a book called Blacklight. Mm -hmm. And we're looking at these reviews. Great reviews all over the place. Specifically, Publishers Weekly and O Magazine, the Oprah Magazine. That's the one, yeah. (laughs) That's huge. So I have to ask, did you get to meet Oprah at all? Oh, my gosh. I wish. <laughs> That's pretty great, That's still though. amazing, though. You're in O Magazine. Oprah likes you. I, yes. I'm excited. I hope so. Maybe maybe we'll get to meet down the road. Let's hope. Oh, fingers crossed. Right. That would be amazing. Okay, so you reached out. This is really cool to me because you're from Dallas. You're living in Portland right mm-hmm. now. But in this new book of yours, you have a ghost story. So the my book isn't a horror book. It's uh, literary fiction, short stories. But it's about storytelling quite a bit and mm-hmm. the power of language and how you can captivate an audience. And so there's a story called Glow Hunter in the book that is about these two girls on a road trip and they're in the car kind of entertaining themselves by telling stories. And one of the stories that they tell is actually based on a true ghost story that um, that my high school boyfriend's mom told me back when I was in high school and it has sort of stuck with me and traumatized me. And so, <laughs> um, so it made it into the book. Okay, well you have to tell the ghost story right. now. Okay. Yes. All right. So there's a a layer to this that's also important. My ex-boyfriend's parents were from Taiwan and they did not speak English. And so I loved his mom. In fact, it was the least complicated, um, like mother-in-law type relationship you could have because we we weren't able to communicate very well. (laughs) That's um, perfect. She was lovely. And so I always loved to listen to her stories and I would make my boyfriend translate, which contributed to a sense of dread and uh, intense horror because the stories that she would tell. And so this is the story that he that she told that stuck with me. When she was 15 or 16, her parents had a restaurant in Taiwan. It was a family restaurant. And it was a huge um, house that had been converted to a restaurant. Part of her job was to be a hostess. And so, um, and part of that was at night, she was supposed to clean up after everyone left the restaurant. So her mom and dad were in the back in this office area, and she was using one of those little carpet sweepers to sweep up the floor. Mm-hmm. And in the lounge area in front of the bar, uh, there was a woman on the couch. And 
apparently it wasn't so uncommon. This was after hours. The restaurant was closed. Um, but it wasn't that uncommon for people to maybe drink too much and sort of pass out on the couches. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a couch there. I know, right? <laughs> first, Why not? This wasn't the first time this had happened. So it wasn't as shocking as it sounded to me at first. It's not like an Applebee's or something. It's like a, it's a bar and people <laughs> drink a lot. So she saw this woman and she realized that there was a, um, a book over her face, covering her face. And she was flat on her back on a, on a couch in this lounge area. And she, she's young, but she's, she knows a woman's not supposed to be there. So she's like, excuse me, excuse me, ma'am. And the woman doesn't move. And she is like, what should I do? Do I go get my parents? But they were so far in the back. And, you know, there's probably cooks in the kitchen. Everyone's in the back, though. And she thought, I'm just going to handle this. So she, <laughs> so she went to the woman. And she, I don't know if she actually touched her or if she just leaned in closely to the woman. But this is the part <laughs> where I'm asking my, my boyfriend at the time to translate because his mom is making this weird gesture of, like, something coming down a face and I'm just listening and I'm like, Oh my God, Dave, what is she, what is she saying? And the woman basically took a book off of her face and hair, like the back of a head went all the way around the woman's face. So there was no face at all. There was just long black (gasps) hair. (laughs) So she ran away, ran from the lounge area, ran to the back and told her parents and they came out and there was no one there. And everyone thought this girl is losing her mind. Like there's, there's no book. There's nothing. There's no one there. Oh my um, gosh. She swears that it happened and she swears it's true. And I, I believe that she believes it happened just because the way with the conviction that she was telling the story, it seemed so true and so real. And the other thing that was interesting is I asked what book she was reading because I'm interested in that. Like, what book does a person with hair face read? Um, <laughs> Can they even read? A yeah. book <laughs> that had no, it wasn't a translatable title. It was in Chinese characters. Like, she should have been able to read it, but it didn't make any sense. Like, she, did, she couldn't remember it, but it would be like just two words that didn't go together. So some kind of weird word salad. You know what I bet it was? <laughs> what? what? I bet it was Blacklight by Kimberly King Parsons. <laughs> now telling, available. For telling the future, maybe. Yeah. You never know. At Amazon.com and at your favorite bookstore. <laughs> that's a yep, great, <laughs> that is a really, I love it when we have a ghost story that's unlike anything we've ever heard before. Yeah. And yet I believe it. I do too. I mean, the, the hairy I, face thing. Yeah. I mean, like that's crazy. That's messed up. And I love the idea. So that's in your book. And you said it's like girls on a road trip telling ghost stories. Yeah, they are just sort of like entertaining. They're killing the time and they're talking about I mean, She told me all kinds of stories. And in fact, another one of her stories ended up in there, too. But she she has all these really sort of strange memories of growing up in Taiwan and being in this old restaurant that everyone just agreed was haunted. I mean, I think they didn't they weren't sure if that really had happened, but everyone agreed that the restaurant was haunted or that, that weird stuff happened in that restaurant. She would just tell me those stories all the time and and I loved putting them in these girls mouths in the book um, just because I loved you know when you're on the road if you're just sort of focused in the moment it can be so fun to tell those long stories and kind of freak each other out (laughs) well and I think one of my favorite things I mean I love storytelling but the cool thing about ghost stories is that all the regular storytelling rules get thrown out the window you don't have to have a good voice you don't (laughs) have to even be a good storyteller it doesn't even have to be like that much of a ghost story 
it's still going to pull you in mm -hmm. and scare you. There's still going to be something that really gets your attention. So wait, you're coming to Dallas, correct? I am. I will be there on um, the 20th of August uh, at Interabang at 6 o'clock. They have events a little bit early, um, but I'm going to be reading from Blacklight, and then um, my friend, the writer, Chad Miller, is going to be in conversation with me afterward. Oh, that's awesome. That we'll we'll try to come by and shake your hand. Yeah. How about that? Awesome. I would love to meet you. Thank you so much, Kimberly, and congratulations on the book, Yay. and we hope you get to meet Oprah sometime very soon. Right. Oh, me too. Thank you so much. <laughs> have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. So here's another awesome email that came in, and actually, he's like a friend of a friend. So yeah, read this he's actually a friend us. of Mark, Mark Walters, who yes. was on with the Queen Mary story mm -hmm. uh, last season. That's, That's right. so crazy to say, last season. Last season, I know. Um, he says, love the podcast. Myself, I'm a hopeful skeptic, meaning I watch ghost shows hoping we'll get empirical, am I saying that right? Yeah, empirical evidence. Evidence, but so far, call me disappointed. My wife of almost 30 years, Carrie, is a believer though, and she swears up and down that at a remote Fredericksburg cabin we stayed in was haunted AF. Okay, and we've got pictures of these. So, oh, Ziggy, gosh. you want to pop up that first picture? So, this place is called the Grape, Gre <laughs> the Grape Creek Cabin. It's a <laughs> rustic little structure. It's been um, moved from Tennessee and then set up in the middle of nowhere. There's sheep, there's other critters, which by the way, critters is a very underrated word. I just enjoyed critters saying it. Is critters is good. But we noticed that every morning uh, we woke up by some insane bird repeatedly flying into a window at the top of the house. Hmm. The birds and windows. That sounds familiar, Julie Fisk. <laughs> I know, birds are birds always. Birds are constantly flying into your house. Yeah, and they'll come in packs like four or five right. times in a row in one afternoon. And you like so to weird. pretend your house isn't haunted. Okay, oh my so gosh, <laughs> I've got more stories. I've got more stories that I'll tell later. All right, okay, okay we'll come back to that. All right. So on Saturday night, we were up there. My wife swears something woke her up uh, in the middle of the night and that she saw a couple dressed as early settler clothing sitting on the couch in front of a roaring fire. Okay, Ziggy, show the, show the picture of the fireplace. Don't oh you just... Gosh. I know, I know. Okay, keep oh, going. Keep going. I like, oh, this is not going in a good place. Uh, she swears she tried to wake me up, but I didn't respond. They didn't act like they were, they were aware that she was watching, so one can only assume that there was a residual haunting. Residual is like um, one of those where it's not interacting right. with you. Yeah. Okay. Ziggy, can you show the last picture of the sofa though? Because when I read this email, I'm like, what kind of ghost sits on a sofa? And then I saw the sofa. I'm like, go sit on that kind of sofa. That yeah. is a ghost sofa if I've ever seen one. Talk about critters. I bet there's critters They're living all inside up in there. those cushions yes. as we speak. Oh my gosh. First of all, I, this place looks terrifying. Yeah. I'm kind of a, a VRBO nerd. And... <laughs> <laughs> like, if I pulled up and that's what I saw, I don't know if I'd even be able to stay in no, there. No, it looks terrifying. We had one like that in Arkansas one time, and we walked in, and there was a spider, like, nope. the size of my fist. I'm out. Just camping out in the bathroom. Is it weird? I'd rather have a ghost than a giant than spider. Than a giant spider? No, yeah. I think I'm with mm -hmm. you. Okay, so my most recent ghost story. We have this thing where the lights will flicker in our house. Yes. And it's only in one of the TV rooms, either the back TV room or the front TV okay. room. And it'll come in spurts. Mm -hmm. There'll just be, like, for a month, it'll happen and then go away for another six months. Which is so weird. Which is so weird. So it's happening again right now. Do you know if anybody died in your house? Uh, I don't. They, ha they do have to disclose that in Texas. I know that. Um, well, if someone was murdered oh, in your murdered. house or committed suicide, if someone died by natural causes, then they don't have to cares. disclose it. I, I don't think anybody has because everyone in the neighborhood knows the people okay. who initially lived in our all house. Right. So the other night, I'm sitting in there, just we're waiting for like a, a TV show we're all going to watch yeah. together. And the lights flicker and go off and then come back on and go off again. And it, they just stayed off for a second. Mm -hmm. And I said, we need the lights back on, please. And they popped <gasps> back on. <laughs> no way! And of course, I was 
sitting there alone, so nobody saw but it. But it happen. obeys you. It listened to me. What, can, I'd be like, can you get me a drink? <laughs> I'll have a wine. Thank you very much. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see that happen. I'm- I don't want to see the wine glass floating in from the kitchen. I don't want that to happen. Come on, that would be amazing. Okay, and you're not allowed to tell my kids because they are both. They're going to freak out. They're convinced the house is haunted anyhow, and I always just tell them they're being silly. Because well, hasn't your oldest had an issue with the lights in the bathroom too? Oh yeah. Oh. And the temperature dropping. The temperature dropping. That's right. Emma went into the bathroom and she said, "Mom, the lights just turned on and I didn't touch them." Oh. <laughs> yeah. So we need to do a stakeout at your house. Oh my God, no! We don't need to stir yes. that up. No. Well, get rid of it. I'll sage. You'll sage. I'll sage it all. I'm a good sager, I think. You know what? My kids can smell that now. They'll come home and say, like, why have you saged? That is a true story. Okay, so then, yes. shoot, can we send them off to a camp or something and then sure. sage it up so they don't know? <laughs> so they don't know. Keep them out of the house for a little while. Hey, Kelsey. Hi, how are you? It's Rebecca and Julie from Haunted AF, and I can't tell you how freaking excited yeah. we are to talk about everything, everything that you sent in. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so on the last episode, we played your audio, the... <laughs> Uh, We read some of your stories, (laughs) and we are dying to hear more about this. What was it? The Home for Chronic Invalids? Is that what it was called? Yeah, that's what, like, the original name was in the 1700s when it was first built. It was just a mansion for Governor Wentworth. After that, at some point, it became the Mark Wentworth Home for Chronic Invalids or something to that effect. And now, I mean, it's still open, right? Yes, it's been open for over 100 years. Wow. Okay, so let's get to the stories. One of the things that really blew my mind was uh, all the stories about the kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when I was working there, I was um, a licensed nursing assistant. So I wasn't like a nurse, but I assisted the nurse and I did vitals and I did rounds with the residents. Mm -hmm. And I worked um, overnights and um, a lot of the residents there, about two thirds of the residents have at least mild dementia and it escalates to advanced dementia. Mm -hmm. So it's it was always kind of hard to figure out what was legitimate or not because there were some residents who would seem really genuine mm-hmm. when they would say things like that. And other times there were residents that you kind of knew that this was just, you know, their hallucination at the time. So right. there was one room at the end of the second floor that all the residents in that area would talk about these kids really? and they would be angry. They would call them be angry because these kids are waking them up and they don't have the ability to sleep often and well. So they got really pissed off when, you know, they were woken up. They weren't scared. They were just angry because these kids are yeah. running in and out of their room in the middle of the night. Well, that would, I would be, I would be mad too if I've got kids interrupting my sleep. <laughs> and it wasn't just kids though. I, you had one story about there was a man yelling and that multiple people were complaining about the man yelling. Yeah. And that was actually in the same area of the building. It was again at the end of the second floor. And I, on that particular night, I was assigned to the second floor. So every time I did rounds every two hours, hours and we'd go up and down the hallway and check everyone in their rooms and make sure they were fine and sleeping and all that so I never heard anything because I was on the second floor for most of the night but there was one resident who had called in the middle of the night again angry because someone was yelling and making a ruckus so we kind of thought maybe it was outside because their apartments and so my coworkers and I went out to the outside of the building to hear but it was wicked late and no one was making any noise or anything. And so then in the mornings when we started getting people up, I heard two separate people on my floor ask about the man. Hmm. And I'm like, what man? And they're like, the man that was yelling all night. Oh, like, my gosh. I didn't hear any man. <laughs> so I kind of made something up and said, you know, 
we have noisy college neighbors, and they're like, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's the college you kids know. next door. <laughs> but you had, a rever- yeah. you had a resident once who actually said, oh, it's probably just a ghost. Like, sometimes did they yeah. recognize that? As a ghost. Again, same area. It's funny you're picking these the- same uh, stories. But, yeah, on the um, that woman was bed-bound, so I would have to go in and reposition her and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I went in, and I always gently knock so I don't scare them, and I don't, like, flip the lights on because... Who would like that in the middle of the night? Right. Yeah. So I just, I let her know that I was there. And the way her bed was positioned, she had to kind of look back over her shoulder at me. Mm-hmm. And she did that. And then she looked even farther past me and said, who's that? I said, who's who? So that ghost over there by the fridge. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. Is she a dead ghost? She was, you know, kind of shrugged and that was it. <laughs> like it was no big deal. Like obviously she sees it all the time. Like, yeah. oh yeah, we're cool. But it wasn't just yeah. it wasn't just the residents who saw things though, because uh, mm-hmm. didn't you, a couple of the nurses tell us about that? Okay, that was on the fourth floor. So um, she was new; she was another LNA, and so I was just kind of checking on her because she was assigned to that floor. So at one point, I went to her. I said, "How are things going?" And she's like, "Good. I've been sitting in this dining room area." And she pointed to one of the windows because the buildings are like multiple buildings. We have like windows that look into other parts of the building. Mm-hmm. So okay. she pointed to this window and she said that light keeps coming on and off and I think it's just a resident going to the bathroom because it will turn on for a few minutes and it'll turn off and then it'll be dark for a while and I said that's not a resident room that's a storage room <laughs> and she's like nah I'm like yeah no come here so I walked her over and we looked through and you see all these chairs that are stacked and we went to the door on the other side where you get in and it was locked oh my like, gosh oh my it was God. locked <laughs> stop it <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, oh yeah. I got just chill bumps. So, Kelsey, is it okay? Because you also sent a photo, and it looked like it was uh, happening during some of the renovations, and it's just orbs mm, everywhere. Yeah. It's a crazy photo. Is it okay if we post that at hauntedaf.com? Yeah, and I'm not necessarily like an orb person, but yeah. there are just so many in there. It's incredible. <laughs> Okay, if you think of any other stories or you talk to anybody else, you have to keep in touch with yes, us. Because I love sure. these stories. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing those with us. Oh, you're welcome. I think it's interesting that we keep getting these haunted hospitals mm-hmm. because we had Kelsey's Home for Chronic Invalids. Yes. And so I've been talking to my friend Scott, and he works at a, a hospital in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And I think his is like the Lunatic Asylum. Ooh, ooh I know, even so, better. This is like the tour of tragically named hospitals hospitals from the 1800s that we're going on right now. But my friend Scott's been working there for a while. They're about to tear this place down. So he has been taking photos. Ziggy, can you show some of these photos? You could just roll through them. But he's been walking around the grounds, taking pictures, getting ready for this place to yeah. be torn down. So it's kind of notoriously haunted. So we're going to try to have him on on the okay. ne- next podcast. Oh, I can't scroll wait. through a few more of these pictures. I love a good crazy hospital ghost story. Oh, I know. And there's like a million. Yes. Cre- and this is just him walking around the grounds, just taking random photos. Okay, look, look at this at the picture. Orb in this picture. Okay, so the orb and then look down at the mirror in the middle window. Yes. So first of all, Scott says that's not an orb. I think he called a bokum effect. He's a photographer. Oh, okay, so then so, he knows like what's legit orb right. and what's but not. But he did say he was like, maybe it's an orb. I don't know. This place is seriously haunted. But pay, look at this picture of the mirror down in the bottom. So he says you can kind of see his yeah. distorted reflection. Uh-huh. He can't account for all the squiggly things on top. Ooh. And see kind of the weird 
weird. Yeah, it's like worms almost. Yeah, worms. And then there's like a weird white reflection thing. Yes. So anyhow, he did have something Mm. happen recently at work. We're going to have Scott on the next Haunted AF. All right, Haunted AFers, remember to subscribe either iTunes, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, as well as our brand new website, hauntedaf.com. Ooh, it's so bright and shiny over there. Got to say thanks to our board op, Ziggy Backer. (laughs) (laughs) And to Andrew (laughs) Malaga for our theme song. Also, a shout out to On Air Media for titles and technical support. And of course, we have to thank you for listening to Haunted AF. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm going to come back and haunt you. Oh, I'll come back and haunt you too, Rebecca. 